name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary, also known as Candlemas, is always, always an evening where illumination is right before us. And what did we just bless? Candles. What do they do? Give off light. They illumine for us. Those candles blessed, of course, are for Christ who illuminates us. And that's what we celebrate tonight. Our Gospel reading from the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 2 tells us of our celebration tonight. Where it says, after the days of her purification from childbirth were accomplished, the Blessed Virgin and St. Joseph brought Jesus as a babe to the temple according to the law, along with the prescribed sacrifices to God. And we see in this narrative, in the gospel you heard read, that even as a babe, God through Christ, God who was Christ, was already illuminating others. And in this case, it would be St. Simeon who would receive the blessed illumination as he would receive his Savior into his arms. Because remember, it was revealed to St. Simeon that he would not see death until he beheld the Messiah, until he beheld the one who had come to save him. St. Simeon held in his arms the God of his salvation. I could let it be silent for years and let you dwell on that thought of just how enfleshed God became to save man, to illumine man with the knowledge of himself, to show man who he was. Saint Simeon held in his arms the God of his salvation, the Alpha and the Omega. We could ponder that and we would do well to ponder that all of our lives because it's precisely what he longs to do for us, to illumine us in the same way. And it's this word illumination that is in the forefront of what our Lord wants us to receive tonight and to ponder tonight. We bless candles with very particular prayers that we're going to look at in just a moment because they speak to us about the purpose of divine illumination, the illumination of Christ to us in our lives. But do we really consider the depth of the illumination that Christ brings, the reality that in the illumination of God Himself, God making Himself known to us so that we can know Him, do we consider the fullness of what that brings to us? Because I want to mention just two aspects of illumination tonight. One very, very briefly, because we talk about it greatly and at great length around here. And another one, we need to think about all the more because it's not as if there's two different illuminations. When God illumines us with Himself, that is, gives us that epiphany we've been talking about, that is, shows Himself, reveals Himself to us, oh, there are millions of things that might go on in our soul. You see it, that divine revelation. But just to give you two examples, the first one is the illumination we receive. That God does reveal Himself and His nature to us because He wants to be known. We've been talking about this a lot lately. This God of our salvation is a God who from the very beginning delights in making Himself known to His creation. This is just part of who He is. I want everything I've made and I want humanity to know me in and through 
everything that I have made. In fact, this is why He created everything and placed man within that blessed paradise to give us that very epiphany through all things that He created in the entire universe that we might behold God and that we might know Him and that we can have that constant epiphany in our lives on a daily basis a constant revelation of Him to us. But with that same revelation of His divine nature, when we look upon the face of His countenance, which remember we pray often, show us that countenance. Show us the light of Thy countenance. And we shall what? Be made whole. By seeing, by knowing. We need to understand that that same illumination brings to light all things within us. It brings to light all things within us. When He shines, we see the depths within us clarity if we'll let Him and trust Him to show us these things. You ever walk into a pitch dark room? You know what that, I say what it looks like, it doesn't look like anything, it's a pitch dark room. But you walk into a pitch dark room and you can't see anything in that room. Just strike a match. And all of a sudden the illumination from the map, the match and then light a candle in the room. And the greater illumination, what happens? All of a sudden, more and more things come to clarity. Where divine illumination occurs, where light comes, darkness has no choice but to flee. It always overcomes. And so when we're in that dark room, we finally light that candle. And we let it grow even brighter. You know, we get to see in that room, we see things that are ordered correctly in a, in a room. But as the light grows and illumines more, you know what? We might notice some things in that room once that was darkened. We might notice some things. For example, we might notice, wait a minute, that chair is out of place. And thank God I noticed it because I would have tripped on it if I'd walked around. Or there might be a few articles of clothing on the ground that shouldn't be there. It's not where they should be. Or if you live in Fort Worth, you might notice some cracks in the wall for the first time and the foundations that are kind of moving on you underneath, right? But the bottom line is when our God illuminates us, that light of illumination both shows within our souls that which is ordered according to His order. But it also shows us in our souls those things that are in disarray and that are disordered that will constantly haunt and hurt and disturb the peace of our souls. All of this happens. This is what the fullness of the illumination of Christ brings to our lives. And this is why I want to share with you just a few, couple, I think two snippets from just the prayers we prayed in the blessing of the candles, the prayers that God had us pray. Because remember, every prayer we utter is the will of God. And when we pray for the blessing of those candles, for the illumination, Listen to a few of the things that God had us pray to Him that He might do through this illumination. We pray, mercifully grant that as these lights kindled with visible fire dispel the darkness of night, so our hearts inflamed with the fire invisible, which is the light of Thy Holy Spirit, may be free from the blindness of every sin, that the eye of our mind the eye of our mind may be purified. These candles are lit with what? Fire. Fire illuminates. Fire also purifies. 
This prayer speaks to the refining fire that you heard spoken of in the epistle reading from Malachi tonight, where God's illumination, so to speak, is called and known as a refiner's fire in the soul of man that purifies precious metals. You are his precious metals. And his heart is that you be purified by the fire of his love. By the fire of his love. And in another part of the blessing of the candles, we pray this. By offering these candles to thee, O Lord and God, may we be inflamed with the fire of thy love and made worthy to be presented in the holy temple of thy glory through Jesus Christ. The fire of the love of God. Or reverse it. The love of God is fire. The love of God is fire. It is real, it is purifying, and it is perfect love. By that fire, notice what we're praying. We're asking that we be so purified that when we are presented in the eternal temple before the judge of every soul, that we would be as Christ was when He entered and was presented into the temple, pure, holy, righteous. That's who He is, and my friends, that's who we were created to be. And it is the fire of His love that burns away all within us, illumining the darkness. That we would become so much more like Him than we were when we first began our relationship journey with the very real and living God, the Savior of our souls. The illumination of God within our souls is a divine epiphany where God truly reveals Himself to us because He knows that in knowing Him is the only way that we can be saved. But knowing Him comes with the fire of His love. The fire of His love. That fire is the fire that burns away chaff and purifies all things from all of those impurities that we spoke about. Why is it that, I'm going to say this very clearly, why is it that we fear unhealthily the fire of the love of God? I didn't say fear healthily. There's a healthy fear. I know because I have experienced Him illuminating things in me that were very painful to see. There's a healthy fear. But what in us, what is it that instills in us such an unhealthy fear to embrace the full illumination of God that the fire of His love may purify and burn away the things of disarray and disorder that He illuminates in our soul? I think part of the answer to that question why we fear it unhealthily is this. It's what I spoke to the inquirers and catechumens about just Saturday night when we talked about the sacraments of confession and absolution. Because we buy into the voice of the accuser who has nothing original to say in his strategy to us because he's been doing it since the Garden of Eden. Who seeks to have us look at ourselves just like God wants us to look at ourselves and to see all the disorders and the disarray Except here's the vast difference between our accuser and the God of our salvation who loves us entirely. Our accuser says, now I see, you see what is inside yourself. And because of what is inside yourself, how dare you think you can go before God. Flee from Him. Run from Him. You and I know we listen to that voice of the accuser far more sometimes than we listen to that gentle voice trying to rule us to Himself. Because our God who illuminates all, He only illuminates. 
and grants us the experience of the fire of his love because he is the God that seeks to purify you from all impurities and to set all things right within your soul because he wants you to experience every benefit of what it is to be truly human in paradise with him. That is the nature of our God. And when we light candles, I pray when we go from here tonight, when you go into your homes and light these candles, you see Christ rightly and let Christ dispel the voice of your accuser. Let his illumination shine brightly into your soul. Let him reorder things. For this God loves you and wants you in that experience that he grants of himself and all the benefits of the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.